Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney wedding couple Sarah and Mark Dingman. And I thought you guys would be interested in their story because Mark was an integral part of the planning of the wedding, which even in this day and age, you don't really hear of grooms being that involved in the planning. And so I wanted to know what it was like to have both of them sharing the responsibilities equally and what kinds of things each one of them took on as their duties. So welcome, Sarah and Mark. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hey, thanks so much for being on the show today. So first of all, what made you guys choose a Disney Wishes wedding? Well, we met through Disney Topics on Twitter, which is sort of unusual. Usually when people meet online, it's not through Twitter. <laughs> so that was pretty much a, a given that we would get married in Disney since it was a big deal for both of us. So we, when we started planning, we were looking at trying to find cheaper options and we had family that were states away across the country. So we didn't really know how many people we would have. We weren't sure how many people would be able to come to Florida. So we originally started planning a swan and dolphin wedding and just a ceremony. And that was our plan that we were just going to have a ceremony there and then do something at home, maybe a, a small reception or something. Well, when we started talking to mostly Mark's family, they said, why not? you know, can let everybody be part of the party while we're down there, you know, make it a lot more fun. So that's when we started looking into actual Disney wedding and decided on uh, wishes just because our family count <laughs> exceeded the maximums for the escape wedding. So that's how we got through our process and decided on a wishes wedding. Well, that's really refreshing to hear because often the first thing friends and family say is, what, we have to go all the way to Disney? But here, yours were actually encouraging you to expand it and have this whole Disney party. Did you have anybody who kind of kicked up a fuss or was everybody pretty cool with the idea of going all the way to Florida? My family thought it was a great way to take their family on vacation because we had a lot of relatives that just have never been before. It was almost an excuse for them to take a Disney vacation. That's great. And bring their kids and bring their grandkids and let them experience Disney for the first time, a lot of them. And, the, and then my side was not as excited. And I come from the Midwest where, in, at least in the area where I lived, it's not, it's not very common to do a lot of traveling where you have to fly. So coming that far was hard for them to drive all that way. So, so it, was, it was really different the way our families reacted. And so it was mostly Mark's family, <laughs> Mark's family that was there, but we were happy to have them. How many people ended up showing up? We had 50. Yeah. That's pretty good considering half the family didn't want to come. <laughs> I have a very, very large family. He does. <laughs> oh. So then which locations did you pick? We flip-flopped a little bit, but it, was, it didn't take us long to decide on Seabreeze Point for our ceremony. We've always loved that spot, and it's a really pretty spot. 
And we didn't want to be as traditional as a lot of people are with the wedding pavilion. So that was a perfect spot for us. And then we decided on our reception site, just because we didn't want to pay for transportation, that we (laughs) needed something that people would be able to walk to. So we chose the Atlantic Dance Hall. So we could walk down the boardwalk and enjoy the view and not have to pay for transportation. Yeah. And also doing everything at the boardwalk, it kind of helps people that have never been to Disney World before, where every the ceremony and the reception were all in the same area. That's a good point. Yeah, really convenient. And they all kind of tie together with a similar theme. That was another thing, too, that we wanted our theme to be really concise and and, you know, all kind of intertwined together. So it made sense to keep it all in a similar location that has a lot of the similar theming. Oh, cool. Okay, so tell me about that. What was your theme? Our general theme, which is kind of unusual, it took me a while to get this (laughs) down. (laughs) It's basically seeing Atlantic City from the 30s and 40s through a child's eye. So incorporating a lot of bright colors. Orange was our main color. And then we had some coral and a little bit of dark purple, but just using those bright colors and a lot of childlike things in our reception decor and that type of thing. So that was essentially our theme. Would you add on that? We we really wanted to, since everything was going to happen around the boardwalk area, we really wanted to play up the boardwalk and kind of have everything tie into Disney's already established theming and just kind of really expand on it. A lot of the elements that we used through the reception was kind of that what a kid would like to do while they were at a boardwalk when, when they grew up. Interesting. So can you give me some examples of what kind of things you added to really repeat the theme? Yeah, it was it was more in our reception, I think, than our ceremony. But we had, for example, on our tables to mark the tables, we had little golden books that were all Disney books. So we had Alice in Wonderland and Cinderella, but they were the little golden books which was a really cute way to do those table, the table names. And it was very inexpensive too, which was good. And then we also had uh, lollipops for our, what do you call those? Uh, the name cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the seating. What do, what do you call that, Carrie? I think they call them escort cards. Escort so I guess cards, they were yeah. escort pops. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So escort pops. We it's had escort swirly pops. escort pops <laughs> <laughs> that would have their name and then have an, an image of the table where they were sitting. So if it was a, the Cinderella table, it would just have Cinderella's image on that instead of writing it out. And that was a lot of Mark's creative stuff that he did because he had our we had a logo, we had all that kind of stuff that all went together. Yeah, a lot of the other things were the cake had the like the dot candy that you used to be able to get when you were little that you would never yeah. eat now. And it had like the same swirls it, from the from the, from the lollipops, those types of swirls were on the cakes. And then there was also a popcorn machine. So it's just kind of like as you were like walking down a boardwalk in the 20s and things you would see. Yeah, lots of candy and snacks and that type of elements included in our Yes, the decor. parents loved us after. <laughs> we had fresh oranges as our centerpieces, too, that were floating in water, too. So it kind of added just another bright touch to our reception, which was nice. And economical. It was. Yes. We liked that. <laughs> That's really cool. So now tell me how you guys divided up the duties, because it sounds like, Mark, you were pretty involved in the design of the like the favors and things like that. He's involved in the design of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my job is as a graphic designer, web developer, 
branding and all that type of creative marketing stuff. So I really worked on creating basically a brand for the wedding. I mean, coming up with the logo, the colors and starting and then creating the logo and then building out all the different elements for the websites, the invitations, pretty much anything that was displayed on the wedding day or before the wedding had the same kind of branding. From our invitations to our website to our signage. Yeah, all the, all the signage on the day, all of the place cards, everything just all tied together with the same color scheme, same kind of graphical elements. And that's a great idea because they do recommend that, this idea of everything tying together. And so to have someone who is a professional doing this and, like you say, branding the entire wedding is a great idea because then it carries that theme through so strongly from the beginning, you know, the first thing they see, the invite, all the way to the end. Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird to say you're branding a wedding, but it really kind of is. I and mean, it's a, it's a six-month thing between invitations to actual the day. And you kind of just have to, like, especially with doing something in Disney, you kind of want to like build the anticipation of going to Disney and just having a brand that carried that time frame just kind of helped tie everything together. Right. So Sarah, which duties of the planning did you take on? I think I was, I took on really mostly the communication part. I communicated a lot with our planner, a lot more than Mark probably wanted to do. Pretty much all of that. Yeah. <laughs> which I really enjoyed that too, because I felt like I had, you know, a constant eye on what was going on and, and a lot of input on what exactly we wanted. So, cause I really wasn't a hands-off type of ride. I really wanted to be able to, you know, customize everything and really make it our own. That's great. And then Mark, did you have input into things like your boutonniere and your suit or other aspects that maybe are less traditional for the groom to be involved in? I was there for all of those. <laughs> uh, the suit I had, Sarah was there with me when we picked that out. So I wanted to wear what she wanted me to wear. <laughs> the, the only thing I got to pick on that was I got to order custom sneakers. So I had my own custom Adidas sneakers that fit the same color scheme that we created. That's great. That was about it as far as what <laughs> I wore. That was all her. Yeah. But your, your sneakers had our wedding date. They did. I did have the date embroidered on them. Yes. And then when it came to the boutonniere, I was not paying attention at all because I was eating the cake at the planning <laughs> session. So once I got the flowers, I zoned out on cake. <laughs> That's great. I think attire-wise, that was a lot more important to me than it was to him. Yeah. I had a lot of customization that I did in my dress and my personal attire. To, I, I bought a pretty simple dress, and that was my intention. And then I did a lot of customization myself. I put orange tulle underneath of my dress so I could lift up the main part of the dress and show the orange because Mark had so much orange on himself that I wanted to have some color on my dress as well. And then I also made a custom sash and a birdcage veil to kind of coordinate. They didn't really match, match but they were coordinated. That's wonderful. Yeah. I like to be crafty, so it was a nice way to use my craftiness. That's great. And then did you do favors or anything like that? We did ribbon wands for our staged exit, so I made all of those. And then we did flip-flops for all the women to walk down the boardwalk. So I put those together, too, with Mark made tags that 
of course, went with our whole theme and everything. So I put those size tags on too. Last week, and then the and then the lollipops were a little bit DIY too because we had to put the labels on those too. But that wasn't that wasn't too hard. That's cool. So it sounds like branding and paper goods, what's traditionally known as stationery, but really for you guys extended to anything anybody saw at the wedding. Those were pretty important for you. What were the other most important aspects of your wedding when you were planning, and what were the least important aspects? I think that was our most important part that we just wanted everything to be really consistent. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the thing that we thought was this was the first time that a lot of people were going to ever be in Disney world. And the thing that we really like about Disney world is just the storytelling and everything. It's not necessarily the characters and all that type of stuff. It's how they're able to put you in a different place. And we wanted to try to do that as much as we could with our wedding. Just with the kind of all of like the, the brand and all of the everything that happened at the reception and how everything really just tied into that board. We just kind of wanted to make our wedding almost be like it was an extension of what Disney did in its theming for the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then our least important things are kind of usually the things that people – put a lot of emphasis on like the food and the cake and the flowers, which actually en- ended up being a lot of our favorite parts after we went to our planning session. Cause the food was so phenomenal and the food that we chose for our brunch was all fantastic. I mean, I wouldn't change anything that no. we chose. It was great. I wish, I wish we could have it again. <laughs> Can you make some recommendations? The cinnamon bun bread pudding was delicious. That was the thing I probably was looking forward to the most. Seared salmon with pancetta, marmalade, and dill cream. That's delicious. I think Mark had three pieces of that salmon. <laughs> I talked about it for every day leading up to the wedding, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cinnamon bread pudding I would highly recommend as well. Very good. That's great. Yeah. And then, oh, and then we also had a signature cocktail, which was Ringo Sunrise, which Ringo is our cat. So we were able to name something after him, which was nice. It was Malibu rum and orange juice and pineapple juice and grenadine, I believe. So it was pretty much a tequila sunrise without the tequila. Yeah. It was a fun addition. So then what turned out to be each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? I would say our, our entire ceremony was really special. We were able to, we were going to write our own vows, but it became a last minute thing that we we're like, oh, we're not going to be able to do this with everything else going on. So what we did instead was write just little mementos about why we love each other and gave those to our officiant who read those during our ceremony. That's a good idea. Yeah. So it was really special. And then we didn't have to try to remember unique vows or read them off of a card. We could just, you know, respond to the to the officiant once he, he gave us, our, we did put our vows together. So that was nice. We had really nice vows too, but it wasn't, it wasn't as stressful <laughs> to have ones that were already written for us. But the, the ceremony was really, really special in that way. And then also I had my mom read an excerpt from Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss, which was another kind of nod to our childhood, our childhood loves too. And that was one of my favorite books when I was little. So it was neat to have her read that. And then I walked down the aisle to kiss the girl 
from Little Mermaid, which is my favorite Disney movie. So that was a nice way to add in a little bit of Disney touch. And then <laughs> that I had um, the officiant say, you may kiss the girl instead of kiss the bride, too. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> okay, Mark. Now, even though Sarah just said five favorite things, <laughs> you are still allowed to say more than one favorite thing. <laughs> one, two, three, four, and five. Those are all good. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing my husbandly duties if I didn't say my favorite moment was seeing Sarah for the first time uh-huh. at our first look. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice. It was. It, it was also interesting doing it at the boardwalk because you have everyone that's just waking up and getting their breakfast before they go to Epcot staring at you <laughs> while you're taking pictures with everyone. Makes you feel kind of like a celebrity. Yeah. And people coming up and taking pictures with you. That was kind of weird, but <laughs> it happened. <laughs> It was an interesting spot where we did it, too, because we did it literally on the boardwalk, which then our photographer chose that spot, which I was surprised that he chose such a public spot, but it was, it was, it was, it was really though. fun. Yeah, It kind of made it a bigger event because yeah. you, you it was like you were a part of the show. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I'd be interested to hear about how you decided to do the first look because I know oftentimes it's the groom who objects to the first look, whereas we brides are very practical and we see all the advantages of having one. Often the groom is very sentimental about seeing the bride at the altar. So how did you come to that decision? Sarah said I wanted the first look and I said, okay. <laughs> it did take, it took a while. It, yeah, because yeah, I mean, at first he was really adamant about having being very traditional and having that first time be when I walked down the aisle. But, yeah, but, I mean, I, but actually, when we listened to your podcast with the groom that said, you know, he, he kind of liked the idea, that's when I brought it up to him and I said, you know, this really is practical. She, you made the very good point that we can get the tears out of the way now. And then when we actually get to the ceremony, it wouldn't be as bad. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go as planned. No, not at all. I was very, very emotional. Ah, but then, <laughs> there, that proves another point because you guys were still emotional, even though you'd already seen each other that morning. When you got to the altar, it was still a big deal. It was definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like the first one almost made it more of a big deal because it did kind of bring all that hype of everyone seeing us as they came down to go to the to the ceremony, and then everyone that had nothing to do with our wedding being around and watching it. Where if we did the traditional way, that wouldn't have happened. There would have been no photography ahead. There would have been, I feel like there would have been less buildup getting to the ceremony. Yeah. Interesting. One of the other favorite things, I guess it was just how seamless everything was. Yeah. And between the Disney staff, our videographers and our photographers, it was just completely seamless. It was amazing how smoothly everything went. And apparently we were somewhat on time, which I guess is rare in weddings. <laughs> And, it was, and it's also fun because I'm kind of from coming from like the creative background, like having the videographers follow me around with the Black with the cams. steady cams and the photographers running around and shooting me. So it's just it was fun to be caught up in that whole aspect of everything too, and see how they operate throughout the day. Interesting. And it was hard for me to try not to direct them because <laughs> I was like, "Why don't you do this shot? Or why don't you do this shot?" They did a great job, though. But they did wonderful, and I had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> for once for once yes so it sounds like everything worked out really well was there anything that did go wrong or just not turn out like you had expected there were maybe a few tiny little glitches I don't, but it was mostly just like our family <laughs> it wasn't anything disney did if you don't do a rehearsal still do a rehearsal 
even if it says talking him through. <laughs> we didn't have a wedding party, so it was suggested to us that we didn't need a rehearsal, but probably it's sometimes should've. good to at least tell people where they need to go and what they need to say. Or at least run through it the night before while we're sitting around drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was something we learned that we probably would have done differently. Interesting. Okay, that's a good point. But it, that was our own fault, too, so we can't yeah. really blame anyone else. It wasn't for that. that bad. It added some comic relief. Yeah. And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand to either of you and then turned out not to be? I think I stressed out about everything way more than I needed to. (laughs) I was very, very adamant about every single detail, and most of them I didn't even notice on the day. And most of it I was just like, eh, we're at Disney, they'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. And it really was true. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's the way most brides and grooms need to be. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, we've planned, we've been planning this for a year. Disney knows what we want. Everyone there was fantastic, and it all turned out perfect. Mm -hmm. Really wasn't much to worry about. So then besides maybe having a rehearsal, is there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? There are a couple things, and most of it was just limited by our time and our money. We allowed ourselves a year to plan this, which normally would be fine for people who are having, you know, any kind of wedding that doesn't include a lot of customization, but we wanted to do a lot of video elements, which we ended up not being able to do because we didn't have enough time. And we had the Atlantic Dance Hall that has the screen available if you want to use it, which we had planned to do. And we had planned a lot of video stuff to do, but Mm. Mark can speak on why we weren't able to do that. It's really hard to get clean audio on Main Street USA. (laughs) I will, I will say that right now. There is background music everywhere. We had this whole video concept of welcoming everyone to Disney and the Atlantic Dance Hall for our wedding and kind of giving our background story because maybe not everyone heard the whole story. So we had this whole plan of shooting this video. And when we were there for the planning session, we were still planning on doing the video, but we knew that if something was going to get cut, that was going to be the first thing cut. So we still actually went through and shot a lot of video while we were there. And it was really difficult to get really good audio of Sarah or I talking. Uh, a lot of it was boardwalk is extremely windy. Yeah. And it, it just uh, we didn't have the equipment that we would have needed to really do the video that I really wanted to do. We essentially were wanting to do like a Samantha Brown type. Kind of, yeah. You know, like we're introducing everyone to come to Disney, basically. Yes. And there's a lot of outtakes where my hair is blowing in my face. And And then you go to Main Street and you think it's going to be somewhat quiet up on the train station. And it turns out that there's a parade, background music, and then dancers on top of the train station with you. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of hard to get audio on Main Street. (laughs) And so after that, we came back and we're just like, it's probably not going to happen. We nixed the whole screen. We we decided to just drop the whole screen and save the money and put it towards our honeymoon. There you go. (laughs) So if we we could have done it again, we would have probably just allowed more time to be able to do that. And I would have done it a lot, not during busy times in June. Yeah. Right. Okay, so then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? 
I think for me, it was, I was very, very focused on planning the wedding for the entire year. And you kind of get lost in that. And I would just advise brides to relax a little bit. And I know no one listens to anyone when they say to relax, but there were times literally when Mark said, you know, we do have a life. (laughs) Like there's still a house to clean. There's still laundry to do. (laughs) These things don't stop because we're getting married. I noticed myself getting very snippy with him at times. And you just have to remember that why you're getting married and that you just have to be nice to each other still. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great advice. Remember to be nice to each other still. (laughs) Sometimes you need to remind yourself, but it's really important. Just need to be patient. Yeah, that's good advice too. Patient grooms and nicer brides. Let let them go for a while and then rein them back in. (laughs) (laughs) So then is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? You can see our website. It's still up, which is markandsarahevereafter.com. And I don't think we have any photos of the wedding. I should be doing that soon. Okay. Upgrading to add all of our photos onto the site. I put a lot of photos on our blog too, which is chasingfairytales.com. So those are there. And other than that, I had started doing a planning journal on the Diz boards, but once I got really into planning, I stopped that. So it's not very up to date. So I think those are probably the best places. And we have family members looking at it, so we wanted to keep it a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that can be tricky when you want to do surprises. It is. (laughs) Well, this is great stuff, you guys. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've shared a lot of great advice and some things to think about that maybe brides and grooms hadn't considered. And I appreciate your taking the time. Great. We're glad we could help. Thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>